Hey everybody, how are you today? God bless you. Um, I pray that that um, whoever hears my voice, that that you are are blessed, that you are well, um, that you are safe um, wherever you are, and um, and that I that my words, um, the words that I will share with you today that it help in your life or help someone um, who, is, who is in suffering um, to know that there is um, that there is joy, there is peace, there is love, there is hope um, through Jesus Christ. And um, I, I just wanted to share um, to just uh, to just share with you um, my my personal um, experience, my personal um, testimony to Christ, my personal testimony that um, I know you've heard, if, if you have uh, followed, you've heard um, certain stories and certain things and certain clips um, from, um, from my past and into my present, my walk without Christ, my walk with Christ, um, and just the, the realities of, um, of life, real it, this is not a um, uh, a ministry of um, where I will paint uh, only jolly happy pictures, where um, where almost like a, a um, and forgive me, but I, I say a Joel Olstein type of a uh, style of 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 sharing the word of God because. There is so much more, and so many different, um, so many different emotions um, in life. One type of emotion, um, or just you know, everything to be just daisies and unicorn, rainbow type situation. Um, that's not realistic, right? We are people who have real lives and most of us have brokenness and I only use this platform um, as a place of healing a place of safety Um, it's what's real and um, and thank God thank God I say thank God for, for, for Christ, right? Thank God that, thank God that, that there is another way. And, um, and in, in my, my new life with Christ, as I have been born again, um, and live, um, surrounded by the spirit of God. Um, yes, I, I suffer. Yes, I get angry and you have seen and heard all of my emotions um, those who have followed have heard all of my emotions and have, have, have heard bitterness in me. I'm real. I'm just being real, right? But, but Christ, but God, right? But the spirit, the fire, the spirit of God um, is also real. And he heals and restores and gives hope. And, and that's why I, I don't stop and I don't give up and I never will now that there is Christ in my life. So I'm going to share um, with you um, just a, a snapshot. There is so much in between each line, um, but this is my personal story and, and testif- testimony, um, and I hope that it helps uh, someone in their healing process to know that you are never too far gone that it is never the end. As long as you say yes to Christ, you say yes to God. And guess what? Your life will change. Your life can change. You don't have to be where you're at. He will He will raise you higher. And yes, you will go through trials and tribulations and, and you need to, um, to make your life right. Um, but you're not alone anymore. When you know Christ, you know there is hope. There is redemption, and um, and there is a future. And here I have it.
and, and I present to you um, my words. I was born into Catholicism and was brought up in a terrifying home where I experienced horrendous childhood abuse, incest, verbal, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, and neglect. By the time I was 12 years old, I was already a full-blown closet alcoholic and had various suicide attempts all my life. Um, all my life, up till only three years ago, my desire was death. I surrounded myself with false friends, people pleased and involved myself in a stream of uh, unhealthy, abusive relationships and romantic um, relationships or friendships and romantic relationships. I felt myself to be nothing more than a worthless, filthy, dirty old rag. I believed with all of my being that God hated me and that I was destined for hell. I lived a shameful and sinful life, allowed men to use me like a prostitute. I have had multiple abortions and participated in all that was unholy. I feared God and dared not to cry out to him because I was nothing more than filth and so unworthy to even direct a word to him. I gave my life to Satan, literally, and prayed that the least that at the least he make my life better. That he bless me with a pleasurable life here on earth. I thought to myself, I'm going to hell anyway. So what difference does it make? Seeking Satan and dabbling in uh, witchcraft and necromancy never helped me, but only made my life worse. I was a black sheep in my family. Um, I know that uh, I was not a good example for my nieces and for my nephews. And I'm, I know that, um, that my family would... Um, would never want for them to turn out anything like me. I just lived in, uh, in damnation and I read, I, I raised my daughter as a single mother. My daughter was my only reason for living. I gave her the very, the very best that I could give her when I was totally at my worst, but she deserved so much better and I knew it. I sank deeper and deeper in food, alcohol, and prescription drug addiction. I was slowly killing myself as uh, I tipped the scales, moving towards 500 pounds. But this process of killing myself was taking too long. And so I started to pray. I prayed only two prayers to the God that hated me please God let me die and the other prayer was no matter what I love you my day of surrender came one night when I had a clear decision and plan to commit a successful suicide unlike the previous attempts but the smallest the smallest glimmer of hope still lived within me. I, I remember this little light, tiniest little light. I remember this light. That's what got me through um, up to that point in my life. The, um, the hope, the very faint hope, because I had seen people that were genuinely happy. I knew that there was such a thing that it existed. And, and the, the little hope that I had since I was a child was maybe one day I too can truly feel what it means to be happy. I wanted to feel true joy. I wanted to feel. I wanted to feel joyful. I didn't want to have a smile plastered on my face the way I knew to have um, it plastered on my face because I was um, a Mickey Mouse type character. Um, 
as a child and then I grew up to be the joker you know you have that smile stuck on your face and you you know it's just plastered on right for protection um, and to cover shame to to um, it was so unauthentic um, and and in all of that I knew still that true joy did exist and I only wanted to experience it and that that desire to experience true joy is is the thing that kept me going later it became um my daughter um having my daughter um she became my my reason to live because she was so beautiful and she still is so beautiful and um i only wanted to protect her to keep her safe and to give her everything that um that i never had um i learned um a selfless type of love when i became a mother um but i was just so 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 broken so broken um and in that moment when um when i was determined to execute my plan to end my life um and that smallest glimmer of hope that still lived inside of me, it whispered to me, just do it. Just this one time, just ask him. And um, I repeated and repeated, just, just do it. Just, just ask him, just this one time, you know? And um, I, I, don't, I don't know much about football, but sometimes I hear the the muse, and because I, I I came from Catholicism, right? I said, oh, like he um, something about a uh, the, the pulled out the the last hail mary or, or whatever it is that they would they say in football. Sometimes they use a hail mary, whatever that means. But it was like it's like uh, that was like um, that moment for me was like the last lifeline that I had. I was done. I was done, and um, and I just threw out that lifeline um, as a last hope, um, as a last resort. Um, maybe something will happen, but I didn't. I just didn't think it would, because I was so I was so under the the grips of Satan. Um, I lived a tormented life. In a, in a world of darkness that um, I was throwing uh, a lifeline in into uh, an abyss that I knew would just go unnoticed and I would soon be in hell. Just do it. Just this one time, just do it. And so I, I whispered uh, back to the voice in complete brokenness. And I, I found the audacity to gasp for the air necessary in order to make one faint and desperate cry out to God. I collapsed to my knees and I spilled to the ground in all of my desperation and brokenness and in all of my shame. I said, God, I don't deserve anything. I am garbage. I know that you don't love me. I am garbage. But Please, if there is any chance that maybe, maybe you have any care for me at all, please, if you have any care for me at all, please, please save me. Please save me. And then I took in my first real breath of life. I was immediately overcome by the love and mercy of God. His love wrapped around me like a warm blanket that is the only way that i could describe it and um as as an anemic person that has a great significance for me it felt like a warm blanket around my my cold dead body it brought life back into me it was like i had called uh, 911 to heaven and the lord breathed 
breathe life into my dead, dry bones. He was the antidote against the poison in my body, my mind, and my soul from Satan, the serpent that sank his fangs into my flesh and was trying to kill me. I I never knew such a love existed for someone like me. And God lifted me up off the ground and told me to go get my Bible. And so I did. And I opened it. And my swollen eyes, from all of that crying, my swollen eyes read the very first scripture that the Lord put before me, which was um, Jeremiah 29, 11. Um, that, uh, that scripture... It filled me with a childlike wonder and excitement and, um, and, con- and also an excited uh, confusion because um, I, uh, I, I couldn't... What plans could God have uh, for me? What, what plans? What plans do you have for me, God? And how, but how? I am washed up. My life is mostly done and I am older. I am a I am a grandmother now. I, I am a I am a grandmother now. Um I, I believe that it was too late for me, you know? What plans? I said to God, You speak to me as if I were new. What plans for my future? How can you still have plans for me? You mean it's not too late for me? It's not too late for me. You speak as if I were new, but I am not a new baby. But I I believe you, God, but I believe you. I don't understand how, but I believe you. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future and I'm like what future what future I'm old at that time I didn't know what it meant to be born again um, I had no idea what it meant to be born again but the light of hope burned brighter within me the fire of God fast forwarding to this moment three years later my name my name is Pastor Shayla Zenaida Richardson and the Lord has led me into ministry and from the polished neighborhood of Baldwin Harbor Long Island New York I find myself um, today in the worst part of Erie Pennsylvania I own a humble home here and have been shining the light of Christ in my community. I have not far to look to find brokenness. I have a women's ministry named Royal Heiresses. I am joyful to uplift women by introducing them to who they are in Christ. I introduce them to... um, the inheritance that is there for for us to claim as children of the king of kings i introduce them to the fact that that we are royal because we belong to king jesus for for many late ladies um no matter the age young or old this is the beginning of self-esteem through christ this is the beginning of self-esteem and i mentor to these women and to their children and um, and as um, as a licensed uh, cosmetologist, all of these uh, these skills um, that the Lord has has blessed me with, um, I I use these skills to help bring self esteem, to help raise self esteem, and and in um, in the process. Um, one of the ways that um, that God has me do work for his kingdom is like uh, I go to braid somebody's hair and um, 
and that's a long time. It takes a good while to get your hair braided. And in that time, you know, I, I am helping through Christ to uplift, um, to uplift someone um, that, that, is, that is hurting. Um, sharing um, my testimony and introducing um, uh, a young, a young or old, or in everything in between, um, I'm introducing them to to their inheritance um, as a, a child of the king, and they're introducing them to the royalty that they are. Um, mentoring, I have I've done um, much mentoring with uh, with the youth, the young um, young girls, um, children. Um, and then again, um, it doesn't matter the age uh, of women. Um, that's a that's a big a big part of um, of what I do. Um, so like I said, for many, this is the beginning of self esteem, and I, I do not uh, take credit for that. I do this in the name of of, of the Lord. Um, I do this. I also started a ministry of care, simple care. Um, it is called uh, Good and Faithful Servants of Erie County. It is simply doing community service. That uh, was not my original intention, right? I the the thought of caregiving because I I care for people, I love on people, I care for people. Um, I, I looked for it to be something that I can do um, to bring income into my life. But every opportunity that opened uh, for, for that type of, um, of work, which was I wanted to, to help uh, seniors or help people, um, families, um, with seniors, it would be to help them to be as independent as possible, to stay in their home, you know, to be like an assistant to, to, um, to help with their care and to help, you know, run errands or, or what people need, you know, whether that maybe they cannot do anymore, you know, and, and help people to, to, to feel like they can still, um, that they're still able to, um, to, you know, to still be able to stay at home and and to still be as independent as possible and and um my love for children um i thought it would be a great thing if i could um can be an assistant to or offer care and help for for parents who who need quality care who 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 don't want to just stick their kids in a daycare or who just you know where somebody else would just raise their kids and and God knows what kind of junk they um, will be receiving in these kinds of places that are not Christ-centered. So, um, so I, I looked at it as you know something that I would enjoy doing, um, and that would be a, a, a something that I can earn income um, through. But God had a different plan for that, and it became a ministry of just caring caring for one another um and um this is only a simple simply i inspire my neighbors to care for each other i try to bring back true community through christ all of this through christ for the kingdom of god right it's neighbors helping neighbors it's um helping people maybe someone who is ill bringing meals um picking up garbage in the community whatever like these things um and encouraging children um and 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 other members in my neighborhood to um to 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 do such things for one another how to be a good neighbor how to care and show love the love of Christ and i started um this podcast beauty for ashes i actually started it in um in 2020 and it's my daily testimony of the true and living god that that resides who that lives within me the only one that can truly mend and heal brokenness and breathe life into 
dead dry bones you can find um this podcast uh, on spotify or on google Podcasts. it's um my life's journey raw real the struggles of life the the process of forgiveness forgiveness anger the process of anger going through anger to get to forgiveness sadness um uh talks of fear and joy and redemption you know real life um there is hope and there is power in the name of jesus christ i have also written and published two bilingual children's books to help inspire um, self-esteem and model excellence um, through um, through Christ for kids. Um, yeah, it, it's about building, building people up like God tells us to. He tells us to build uh, us up, build each other up not break people down not shame people down you know we are broken enough we need to help one another he tells us to look out for one another and to look outside of our own selves and see what we can do for someone else i don't have much money um and um my economic uh, situation is not so great in fact it's really poor so i don't have any uh, amazing websites or 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 any any links you know like anything like, oh let me look up royal heiresses.com like, i don't have that like i don't have that um i have a membership on meetup.com and whenever i can financially afford to do so i host um events um for my group uh, my women's group, Royal Heiresses, and I uh, started um, two other groups, um, and I will soon um, become active um, doing the same um, things for for these uh, two other groups, uh, Good and Faithful Servants, which is uh, Christ-based emotional support for caregivers. Um, yes, um, Good and Faithful Servants is is about community service, right? But I also, um, I also look like myself. I care for my aunt, um, who, um, who has dementia and I'm around the clock caregiver. And, um, I know what it's like and I understand, um, this kind of pain, um, and this kind of, um, this kind of world, you know, caregivers get lost. They get lost and um and they need support and that is christ based i mean you can you can find you know you know your counselor and stuff like that and and things like that and maybe there's some support groups um but um but i just i just bring that experience and 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 what i have in my own life where i can really honestly relate um to people and um and maybe bring someone up um, in in this um, in this hard uh, time of their life. It is not easy to be a caregiver, and um, and people need support. But but no one can can give encouragement like the Bible, like the Word of God, like God can do all of these things, um, and and bring and bring healing um, and rest for the weary. Um, and that is what uh, this group is about. That is, um, and then there's also um, the other group that I, I started, uh, where I have my podcast, Beauty for Ashes. I started a group um, on Meetup.com, also called Beauty for Ashes. Um, I still haven't finished putting together everything for these last two groups, but Beauty for Ashes is Christ-based emotional support for the. Um, adult child survivors of abuse for the weary and the broken in spirit that's who that is for um and like i mentioned i care for my aunt and she's 80 years old and she has dementia she requires care around the clock but does not qualify for medicaid 
and I had to stop working. Like I literally had to stop working so that I can care for her around the clock because even though she doesn't qualify for services, the services are still necessary. They are still needed. And I am grateful for the opportunity to care for her. And this is not an easy task, especially without having any respite care whatsoever. Um, I ask that you, um, you pray um, that God opened doors for me in this area um, because um, there is so much um, that, that I know um, God would like to work um, and that would like, would like for me to do. Um, and I, I firmly believe that, um, the enemy, um, will try everything possible to, um, to stop me from having respite care. Um, it got into the point where a physical exhaustion, because when you are going around the clock 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, 365 days a year. This is exhausting, and I am a um, a survivor of cancer, um, of breast cancer. I've had a bilateral mastectomy um, back in 2020. Um, I have had my lungs um, filled with um, with blood clots in that same year, a pul- multiple bilateral pulmonary embolisms. Um, I have suffered um, in the last uh, year. Uh, and a half, um, I, uh, I suffered a, a, a TIA, um, and um, I've had several of uh, several mini strokes um, over the last uh, five years. I could say several. I, I've had three. Um, my body has been through a great deal, and. Um, and going around the clock, my, my body is trying to heal and recover from that kind of trauma. Um, and Satan only rejoices and, and, and tries to, to make things so that um, I not have the rest that I need. Um, so that I do not have, um, if, if it were up to him, I would not be able to... Um, to do the things that that God wants me to do due to lack of energy and and when energy couldn't stop couldn't the lack of energy um well that's not a successful thing because God gives me supernatural energy there are times when I am wiped out and that's when I know God always warns me and tells me to to stop now rest now right but he he re, uh, he gives me he replenishes my strength he replenishes me and on my worst days of exhaustion I can run circles around someone who is completely um, in and I put in quotations in complete good health good health and they'll say you have you are exhausted right now this is if I only had a little bit of your energy. I said, oh my gosh, you have no idea. You know, right now I, I am I am so spent. And sometimes I, I get to that point where I just only can lay down. But it's this like um, my lowest functioning days. You would be surprised. I guess for, for the average person, they would only wish they could match my energy on, on my lowest energy days. And I am I am blessed. I am blessed in that. But God designed me this way for a reason because I am often surrounded by children in ministry um i'm often surrounded by um well I'm, I'm always busy doing the work that i need to do caring for my aunt requires a level of energy um it's necessary it's necessary so um so i am i'm grateful because if if i didn't have um, this kind of energy, then I wouldn't be able to care for my aunt. I wouldn't be able to do ministry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have uh, the the ability 
to 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 physically uh, do the things that I need to do and what what ministry entails. Like I wouldn't be able to do it. So I, I, I give the, that glory to God. I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful that I have so much to give because he gives me so much. Um, so um, I was saying that, um, that there is a great physical and emotional and financial demand in my life. Um, but my God, Jehovah Jireh, is so much greater than all of these demands that life puts on and the pressures. You know, despite all of this, despite all of this, I have and I have felt um, the sting of discomfort because of my situation. Right? I, I've gotten the disconnection notices um, from um, from the electric company or, or from um, from the gas company. You know, I, I have gotten all the, the kind of... Um, stress that comes when you don't have enough you know like you you have a little blanket and you and you you uh you cover your your feet but then the other half of your body is is freezing and then you pull it up to cover the the, the top part of your torso and their feet are sticking out and like oh you know it's it it's never enough but what is enough is 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 jehovah god jehovah jireh he is enough he is more than enough and and in all of this um uh, hardship through uh, abusive a marriage that quickly ended in divorce uh, through through uh, the the ups and the downs of life the regrets and the mistakes and, and all the things that have happened and have occurred through all of this God has been faithful to me and in my need I have never gone without I never I cannot say that I have gone without food even when when there was nothing in my refrigerator, the doorbell would ring and my neighbor would come and say, hey, I got yum-yums for you. You know, or, you know, somebody, uh, my other neighbor across the street would, would um, deliver a package of, uh, that had chicken and, and things like that. It's like, like God never, ever, ever, ever left me. Never left me. Never, ever, ever. And I, I have had, um, always had enough to share and it's amazing it's amazing because it's like when you have nothing and um but you but yet do I really have nothing because I can always share I can always share I, I've been able to share with people give to people you know in the name of Jesus Christ I was able to do that it's like God how am I doing this if I look back I'm like well how did that happen right because I don't even know how that happened because it's God it's God it's God and um Anyway, um, I, I am I am only so grateful. I am only so grateful because um, um, there is a lot of desperation that comes in this territory. But at at that time, I remind myself of the, of the mighty God that I serve, and um, and He fills me. He fills my life. He fills my world. He cares for me. He cares for my aunt. He cares for my family, um, and I praise Him. Um, I praise Him, and and. Um, I love him. I love him. I love you, God. Let's praise him together right now. Um, let's praise God right now. God, thank you. Thank you, my God. Thank you, God, for the breath of life that fills my lungs right now. Thank you, my God, for, for your love, for your mercy, my God. Thank you so much, Father God, for, for, for being there with me. Even when I thought in all of my life, in all of my years, um, I have been walking now with you steadily for three years, my God. But um, in my 48 years, 45 of those 48 years, I, I felt alone. I felt alone. And, I, and now I can look back. I turn my head back and, and I can see where you were in all of those places in my life. In all of those years when I thought that I was alone, I can see where you were. I see your hand. You never left me. You were always there. You never forced yourself on me. Um, all you needed was an invitation, a call, and and for me to say, yes, God, please, God, please, that's all that you needed. And and um, I just pray, Father God, that, um, that, that my words help someone today, that my words help bring someone to you, that my words help to give someone hope. Um, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for my life, my God. There have been um, 
high roads and low roads and, and, and almost everything in between. I thank you, Father God, for the life of my father, that I was able to, um, to connect with my dad. He has recently passed away only just last month. And I am so grateful that for, for forgiveness, I am so grateful, God, that you were in my life where, um, where I was able to forgive truly my father and I was able to bring peace into both of our lives as, and, and see what the, the wonders that you worked in his life. My God, you worked wonders in his life. You turned him around. He became new through Christ. He, he died with the expectancy and the joy that comes from knowing that you are saved. My dad was saved. And um, the enemy wants to, for me to forever remember his old self, who he was before Christ. And um, in my pain, in my hurt, um, and in my brokenness, um, I, I spoke the truth of what it was like, what I felt like, and, and my and the Satan. Often, like I like, where is this voice coming from that says I'm stupid, that I'm this, that I'm that, and then I traced it back, and I think it was um, my last um, episode or two before on this podcast, where like, what? Who is talking? Like, where is this coming from? It was awful. The things that come out of in my in my mind was like, gosh, you know, I'm tired. I'm constantly fighting, right? Because um, Satan would he owned me. But now he has no authority. And any old wound, anything, you know, things will trigger. And he will trigger me. Like a neighbor saying something, um, something cruel to me. And then it, it puts me in a state of mind where I, I am the child under the staircase, right? That's how he wants me to, to forever be that child under the staircase pulling spiders out of her hair, you know, and to focus in on that and remember that and remember that. And, and, and because I, he wants me to remember the old person that my dad was and not who he became in Christ because he became beautiful, and in the last year or so that I have been, um, my dad has been back in my life, anything that I have posted regarding my dad has been what I felt in trauma. But how about talking about who he became? He became a beautiful, wonderful man of God. He became new. He's, he has given me more love from a distance. Because he's a whole other country living in the Dominican Republic. He had given me more love in the last year or year and a half that I had the blessing of being a part of, of his life, of him being a part of my life. What a blessing, right? More love than I've ever received from him in my life I've received over the past year, year and a half when I, when I allowed my heart to open in that way. And, um, and I am grateful for that. I am grateful for that. You know, my dad never told me that he was proud of me and suddenly he was proud of me and he told me, you know, he he sang to me on my birthday and told me that that the my my birth was one of the greatest days of his life and I and I and I and that just broke the 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 hard well that that old feeling that I was a mistake that I wasn't wanted right I was I was the accident the oops baby that that had my mother you know surprised that she sent my aunt from Peru she called out to her mom mom help I can't I'm pregnant again I can't do this 
send one of my sisters to help me because I can't, I cannot, I cannot. And and she made sure. You know, my, my grandmother sent um, my aunt, who I care for now, she sent her to the United States because I was going to be born. And my mother needed help. She said she, she just couldn't. And, and she made sure to get those tubes tied, by the way. Right? She wasn't trying to have no more. And I wasn't, um, I was the accident. And I believed it. Satan's lies, his lies. He had me believe all of my life that I was an accident, that I caused the incestual relationship um, and the cruelties that happened to me between my father and I. I caused it, right? He had me believe that I was responsible for it by saying, let me see, let me see. And if you hear um, um, a prior podcast where I talk about little glimpses from my childhood you will understand when I say, let me see, let me see just what happened and all that. So I'm not going to, um, to go into that right now. But, um, but that, I believed was the invitation um, to, uh, to the horrors that began soon after. And um, that's how, that's how um, Satan still wants to control my mind and to not um, even to, 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 to just keep me in that mindset of the child under the staircase. And, um, but no more, no more. Um, I'm so, I'm so blessed. I am so grateful. Um, God is good and he restores and, um, and in life, you know, because all of my episodes, um, are not, um, you know, a fairy tale um, nonsense. It, it it talks about the ordeals and the challenges of of real life, and even when you turn your life to the Lord, it doesn't make your life not have challenges. It's not like, oh, I've got Christ and now everything's smooth sailing. Like, no, you better gear up and 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 get your battle uh, clothes on. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Gear yourself up because he, and when I say he, I'm talking about Satan, um, is losing control. And he has lost control. And he will want control back. He wants you. He wants you. And people believe in witchcraft and they believe in um, in sorcery and they believe in... Um, and, and horoscopes, right? But, but, but they don't believe in um, the schemes and the plans of Satan. They think you're being ridiculous. Why would a Satan, you know, like, that's not even real. You better believe it's real. You, you, you seriously believe um, and are walking around, you know, basing your day on a horoscope. And you acknowledge uh, that there is witchcraft and you go to psychics right mediums people to to tell you things that are completely demonic by the way i I don't care i believed in psychics and and that was what i did i needed answers but these these things are all demonic you know these are these are spirits um demonic things that are familiar they're familiar with your life they're Satan has a whole army. You you kidding? You, you we are the army of Christ, but Satan, he has an army too. And you you will be living in ignorance if you honestly believe that that all he does is walk around with a pitchfork, dressed in a what is he dressed in? I don't know. You make him make him red with 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 uh, with horns and a a tail. And a pitchfork, right? He just walks around like that. So get out of here. That's not real. Okay? If you believe in psychic mediums, that means that you believe that there is another realm. Because there is another realm. And you need to gear up for that because those things are not of God. And when you open all of those doors, they better get shut. And you better get with God. To shut those doors because they will curse you. And generation after generation. And I see it in my family. I see it. I see the curse in my own family. The toxic nature of my family. 
my mother, who I love, my mother. But my mother was hurt too. And, and, and she, she also turned, she turned to witchcraft. She turned to these things. And another time, maybe I'll share, you know, I'll share about that. But, but that was an open portal already. And before her, there was more than that. These things come. I have family um, that, uh, that I don't even know from Haiti. And um, Haiti is known for, um, for, for, for witchcraft. Now, there's many things and many, many people from Haiti that never done anything like that. And I'm not speaking about those, but I'm talking about those that, that do. And, and why is Haiti known for that? Well, there's a reason for that, because there's a high concentration of people that practice like that there. And um, there, there is a lot of that in my family. And much, much, many, many, many portals have been opened. Many, many uh, curses have come about um, as a as a result and um and it is um it is a form of ignorance um when you you know want to believe that it's only chance and that these are things that just happen in life um that is ignorance and and i i live to um to enlighten people to um to open eyes and to um and, and to help lead others that have been hurt in life, that have been hurt by religion. I have been hurt by religion, right? I, I have been, um, well, there's another day to talk about that and priests and, and, and all of that nonsense that I have um, dealt with in, the, in Catholicism and my life of Catholicism as a young woman and, and the abuses that happen in, um, in those kinds of places. Because it's not only the Catholic Church that uh, has pedophiles as priests. Uh, there are other churches too, but my personal experience with pedophiles and priests that are pedophiles have come in the world of Catholicism. And, and how they cover one another and they hide their dirt and they make the victim believe that it's their fault. And, I, you know, I was an easy target. I was an easy target because I had already I was already living a life where I believed that I was the cause of all of the horrors that happened to me. And I believed that I was garbage and all, you know, now I just did one more thing. I caused a priest to sexually assault me. So um, so that's disgusting. Um and though, and um, it's just it's just like it's disgusting the things that happen in this world and I want to raise awareness and and, and raise an eyebrow, um, let people know that they're not alone that they're not by themselves. People who have been hurt by religion will run in the opposite direction. Will 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 start to seek Christ, but then run away. And I've been there and I've done that because that that pedophile that hurt you, um, that cruel person that hurt you represents. Uh, the church, and and it represents Christ, right? The church we are rep- we are supposed to represent Christ here on earth, and and if that priest or that deacon, or, or whoever it was that hurt you, right, was a representation of a, what is holy, what is good, and what is Christ-like, right? Then you don't want Christ-like. Like you get me away from Christ. I don't want anything to do with people of Christ. But those people, Satan has his own people too. And, and unfortunately, they lurk in places where, where, um, where they have access to the innocent, where they have access to, um, to children and to, to young people, to young boys, young girls, um, even older people. Like they, they, have, they, they place themselves in hospitals. Satan has his fleet of... Um, of de- of of demon driven um, followers, um, he has he has his army in hospitals. He has his armies uh, working as doctors. He has people from his army, you know, um, at the grocery store. He has them everywhere. Okay, but we are the army of Christ, and and he will fail every time. He will not win. He cannot. When you know who you are. When you know that he does not have authority and you stop giving him permission, then you can go back 
And that's what I'm in the process of right now. You know, me, my sister-in-law, you know, my family, you know, um, I am determined to, to go back into the enemy's camp and take back everything that he has stolen from me. From my daughter, from my nieces, from my nephew, from my siblings, from our lives. He's taken so much from us. And we're going to get all of that back. And I, and I encourage all of you to do the same. You can get your life back. You can get your children back. It is not impossible because with Christ, you know, those things that, that seem impossible, well, he makes it possible. You can't do it alone. You must do it with Christ and, and look for, for, for those who are Christ-minded who, who want the same things. Um, surround yourself with those kinds of people that won't look at you uh, weird because um, you are a believer, who believe in spiritual warfare because it is real, and, um, and find, uh, find a church home, find a church home find uh, safety and love and, and protection and, um, and joy and, and ministry and, and um, fellowship. Find a church home. Find a church home. Who person who hurt you, right? That was a human being inspired by Satan. Christ is not that person. That person did not represent Christ. He represented Satan. So I ask in the name of Christ, in the name of Christ at this moment for every person who hears my voice and who is traumatized by religion, who, who runs from religion but believes that there is a God but is afraid to, to, to go, go into a church because they've been hurt by religion. In the name of Christ, I ask you, God, to break, break, break that fear from them. It is, a, it is a tactic of Satan to keep them from what you want them to accomplish in life, to, to keep them from their plan, to keep them from, from your plan, from, from the purpose that, that you gave them life, right? Their purpose in life. Why would Satan want them to accomplish the greatness that you God have for them and through this lie through this fear uh, many never reach their potentials and the goals and the plans the beautiful plans for the kingdom that God has and end up just feeling unworthy of love friendship fellowship unworthy of uh, of happiness and joy and, and live an empty, sad, dark, depressive life pumped with antidepressants, alcohol, drugs, you name it. I've been there. Um, I pray, God, that you break that today, 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 that you break that. My God, break it in the name of Christ, that spirit that wants to keep you oppressed pressed down and feeling low that it get cast away broken and thrown right into the lake of fire and that today anyone who hears this message that you give a chance not to religion but a chance to open up your world and your heart to Christ and say I accept you Christ as my Lord and as my Savior I want you in my life and I invite you into my life take control take over come into my heart and help me help me just say God help me save me and you will soon see that God will come his spirit will surround you 
the spirit of God. You will feel that fire burning in you. It will wake you from the dead life that you're living and begin to do the work. Now roll, sleeves get rolled up because now it's time. God says it's time.